We are joined by Tembi Safagute, Senior Research Fellow and Director at Africa-Asia Dialogues. Thank you very much for joining us, Tembi. It's always such a great pleasure having you on air. Thanks for having me. So uh, there's been some reaction. First, let's talk about uh, the, the, the U.S. sanctions on Zimbabwe. Uh, what do they mean? What do they say? Uh, and how long can we expect the sanctions to go on for? Well, the, the sanctions were initially re- reacting to the violation of basic, basic human rights by the government of Zimbabwe, starting with uh, Robert Mugabe, and continuing till today with uh, President Mnangagwa, who continues to jail journalists and uh, imposing stringent um, restrictions on basic uh, individual freedoms in that country. So uh, I think it's all up to the Zimbabweans to impress and make a case not only to the USA, which is the uh, leading country in this regard, but to everyone that they really are serious about democratization and stopping, uh, by and large, of oppressing particularly the freedom of the, of the media and the freedom of expression in that country. Now, what was our president, uh, President Sir Ramaphosa's reaction to this? Because it, it went out on the uh, mainstream media. Well, he's not the only one, and the president was basically trying to say, like many African countries are calling for the lifting of sanctions in Zimbabwe. And I think the president is echoing those sentiments that um, Zimbabwe is uh, under strain, and as a result, the continual flow of refugees into South Africa because of the dire economic situation in this country is frustrating our own infrastructure. And if the sanctions are lifted in Zimbabwe, we are likely to have uh, stability economically and uh, South Africa could benefit uh, because you will have less people coming to this country for opportunities, particularly employment opportunities. And most definitely, this is going to be something that we are all looking out for. Um, And when the president was speaking uh, during the ANC's uh, January 8th statement, um, it it, it was uh, very clear that uh, this is is going to cause a bit of... (sighs) Uh, influx in South Africa, but more influx. Are we ready for it, um, uh, Tembisa? I mean, we know how perforated our borders have been. Well, we're not ready for it, but at the same time, you know, the Zimbabweans have themselves to blame, particularly the government of Zimbabwe, which continues to behave in a manner which is not democratic, by and large, especially when it comes to freedom of the media. A number of uh, journalists remain under strain in the country, and until they change their attitude towards these basic freedoms, we are likely having to have these countries that they continue to uh, insult and blame for their, uh, you know, uh, the current situation, controlling with the the trend. Um, and we need to understand that for these countries, particularly the United States, to lift these sanctions, you have to at least indicate that you're willing to democratize. I'm not saying that uh, other countries are better than Zimbabwe when it comes to matters of democracy, but that's unfortunately the demand at the moment from the Western countries to Zimbabwe, from Zimbabweans. A-team, as we're having this conversation with uh, Tembi Safakute around, you know, the sanctions that USA has uh, put upon uh, Zimbabwe and what it might possibly do to us in South Africa, please uh, share your thoughts around it on the 0614 
104107 that's our whatsapp number tembisa you know there's there's also a call uh, by the anc that supports uh, the lifting of punitive action sanctions against the likes of venezuela iran cuba uh, syria including zimbabwe do you think this call w- w- could possibly be heeded um Yes, okay. I think the, the, the ANC has got a responsibility to make this call. But unfortunately, I mean, in countries such as Iran, for example, um, where you continue having protesters being executed simply for protesting, following the um, killing of Mahsa Amini a couple of months ago, that woman who was accused of not adorning the veil in an appropriate manner, and her head was banged against the police van, and she subsequently died uh, because of her injuries. And now, how do you then go and assist a country like that, that continues to violate basic human rights, uh, and you protest, you get executed, or jailed for life? Uh, it's it's a very tough call. Um, and these countries have got to democratize, or else, you know, um, countries that have got power, such as the United States, will continue imposing these measures as, as punitive or punitive measures to uh, to these countries because they insist that these countries uh, should democratize. So it's a it's it's a it's a quite a tough call for President Cyril Ramaphosa. I understand the solidarity and understand uh, where the country comes from, but at the same time, these countries have themselves to blame, particularly countries such as Iran. Yeah, so they've got themselves to blame to get out of these sanctions that would take them. What steps would a country like Zimbabwe need to take to get themselves out of um, the, the, the red strings that they're currently in because it's only making things worse for the Zimbabwean nationals living in Zimbabwe? Yeah, yes, it does. But at the same time, I think it's important that the Zimbabweans begin to do what we did in this country, which is protest and... Uh, force the government to take a different uh, position uh, in terms of particular in terms of human rights in that country and until that happens uh, you know there's little we can do as outside countries except give solidarity and now and then make these calls that president Cyril and the ANC have made of um, the americans and other uh, countries in the west to uh, lift dissensions against uh, against zimbabwe let me go to the lines. I've got uh, Atima Vuyiswa on the line. Vuyiswa, good evening. Evening, evening, Patricia, and evening to Cambridge and the uh, listeners. Uh, thank you so much for taking my call. I just want to, and I, I, I beg to differ on this one. You can't, can't suffer humanity, children, women, uh, and men, you know, uh, because of. Uh, Democracy. These are the people that brought the Bible you know, into the continent and said, forgive for seven times, uh, that are punishing, punishing human beings. This is not on for democracy, uh, you know, for freedom of journalists. Uh, I mean, then you suffer the people this way. This doesn't make sense at all. This has a history. A history, the Westerners are angry. Because Zimbabwe was the basket of the of the world, and they just want to make them suffer, suffer. I mean, you can't punish. No, where is Mugabe? Mugabe is normal. And if they are fighting, why can't can they put sanctions on uh, 
Nanga and those who are in position of authority, but leave the people on the ground, you know, to survive. I was talking to a young man from Zimbabwe yesterday. You know, my heart went so, so deep. He says, how can we develop when we are under sanction? How can we be innovative when we are under sanction? This is so painful, very painful, unless and until all of us as human beings end up against this. America is wrong. Britain is wrong. The Western powers are wrong. We must free the people of Zimbabwe. Thank you, Vuyiso, for calling in. Thank you. We hear you loud and clearly. Um, Tembisa, would you like to come in there? Yeah, it's, it, it is indeed painful to see what's happening in Zimbabwe um, with the suffering of the people, particularly women and children, as a result of the sanctions. But at the same time, these are decisions of men who um, continue to violate basic rights. I, know, I, 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 I understand that we differ in terms of the, um, the 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 basic rights for journalists, um, for example. But you know, I strongly believe that for any country, particularly democracy, to thrive, you need members of of the media uh, to report as freely as they can. You need uh, uh, civil participation. People must have the right to protest because those are those are pillars that guard democracy. And as soon as you as soon as you destroy those, you are likely to to lead uh, or get into a situation where the country become a dictatorship. And uh, unfortunately, for a very long time, countries such as the United States, notwithstanding its shortcomings, have been the, um, the overseer of, of, of democracy. And I'm not, sure, I'm not saying that they're qualified to do so because they're also accused of all sorts of violations. Uh, but they, they, they uh, unfortunately, right now, control much of global business and economy and uh, if they do believe that you are going against democratic principles that's what they do and um, countries have got the responsibility to work towards ensuring that there is an amicable relationship between these countries because you can't be offending them and criticizing them and at the same time expect that they will um afford your people their goods and services. Uh, and what we see happening at the moment is that it proves the point that uh, those who don't have their wherewithal have got little to, um, to um, you know, to go by in this very competitive world because we all need each other. And if uh, Zimbabwe was um, self-sustaining and uh, continues with its politics, we will be talking a different case, but unfortunately not. It relies on other countries of the world for its uh, survival and if those countries don't agree with uh, your political system they've got the right to do whatever they want to do in terms of depriving you of their goods and services and that's what we see happening so the best that can be done at the moment is for the government of Zimbabwe to change its stance in terms of its politics and if it refuses to do so as has been the case we expect that the Zimbabweans will use other means to force their government to change its stance so that at least the economy can once again open and the people of Zimbabwe can enjoy the freedoms and all the beautiful things that you and I in South Africa enjoy. Let me quickly go to a voice note. Good evening, Sister Patricia. It's Omahe Bloomfontein. 
I want to weigh in with, uh, on this issue of uh, Zimbabwean sanctions. Uh, for me, I think uh, President Ramaphosa is playing us. He's trying to be nice, but he knows exactly why the sanctions are there in Zimbabwe. So he mustn't come and try to play us here. He knows exactly why the sanctions are there in Zimbabwe. So he must go and talk to his counterpart, the E.T. Mangagwa, to do the things right there so that the sanction will be lifted. Thank you. It's all my year. Hi, this is Patricia. Um, I just think when it comes to the ANC trying to get um, <clears throat> those countries that they mentioned, uh, Cuba, uh, Venezuela, Zimbabwe, to get their governments to <clears throat> lift punitive, you know, um, sanctions. When it comes to Zimbabwe, it hits here home because because of sanctions um, from other countries, it puts so much pressure on us as a neighboring country. You know, instead of them being more democratic so that the people there have got more rights and they've got more freedom to work there, so those countries can easily invest in Zimbabwe. You know, there could be trade relations that, you know, um, are good for people in Zimbabwe because now those guys that sanction them end up putting pressure on them to move to their neighboring countries, you know. Not that um, blaming the citizens, but it's, it's their government that should start the whole process. Thanks. Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Tembisa, are you there? Yes, I'm here. All right, I'm sure you've heard the messages from our A-teamers. Could you please come in and, and weigh in and give us your thoughts? You know, governments and, and leaders of governments have got a responsibility to market their country and to ensure that their people uh, live in thriving economic uh, situations and to ensure that there's security and political stability in their countries. And this does not just come from nowhere. It's an effort that these governments must must employ. And in this regard, um, you can't continue to be playing big boss or Superman uh, whilst you know that you don't have all the necessary um, goods and services to um, allow your country to thrive. Um, we've seen over the years, uh, Zimbabwe, particularly during the tenure of Robert Mugabe, openly insulting the Western nations, and at the same time, expecting that these nations will come to Zimbabwe's rescue. It doesn't work like that. You have these demands from um, Western countries that you need to further democratize in your country and you need to release um, uh, uh, political prisoners or you need to you know, reduce the, the suppression of uh, basic rights, particularly the freedom of expression, as I've said earlier on. And you dug in your heels and you said that's not going to happen. But at the same time, you expect the same countries to come um, with their goods and services for the betterment of your people. Um, and that has been the, the challenge in Zimbabwe, as simple as it may sound. Um, and it's not really academic. Um, I think the Zimbabweans have got the responsibility, particularly the government of Zimbabwe, has got the responsibility to convince the world that they're moving towards democratization and whatever 
we hear that what's happening in Zimbabwe has got there is a reason behind it, but they have to convince the world so that the world can open up and um, and come back to invest in Zimbabwe, remove all the remaining sanctions in Zimbabwe. But until then, you are likely to have the situation uh, as it stands continuing, unfortunately. Sure, it sounds uh, very devastating, but we need to soldier on and forward. Thank you very much, uh, Tembisa, for joining us this evening. Thanks, thanks for having me.